Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are talking about Thanksgiving on the program this week. Um, before we start, do you guys have any Thanksgiving traditions that you guys do at your house? Other than have the whole family there, you know, I mean, that's tradition, but uh, the no, other... Are you tra- going to wear masks when the whole family... <laughs> Hey, we're not. Oh, we're not going you, there. You don't we? even know how many we, the whole. <laughs> Sorry, family I represents. just trespassed on you know, our you, rules for yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know the you know the one thing is we say it's not a family gathering till somebody needs therapy because we've spent that much time together. But it's a beautiful time. Uh, it's it's just a great day together. I used to I used to go out every uh, Thanksgiving morning. That was my hunting day. You know, I would go and do some bird hunting. It's been too busy to do that, but that was while everybody else is busy in the kitchen. I'm, I do that in the morning. Do you guys have any other than the turkey? Do you guys have any one special meal or one special routine or anything? Ah, uh, you just well together around the table and say thanks. That would be the uh, that would be the main. That's pretty special. Main thing. What about you, Russ? Uh, since I, I probably since I've become an adult, we started doing. Um, a Thanksgiving Wait a minute, Day. When did that happen? Uh, last year, <laughs> roughly, give or take. We did always a Thanksgiving service. I didn't grow up with that tradition where we gathered in church on Thanksgiving morning and, and had, had a service. The last two years, our church did move to a Thanksgiving Eve service. Hopefully, that's not a, a huge, you know, violation of some rule. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but I, I found that to be helpful to to frame the the time in a way that focuses attention on who we are to be thankful towards yeah. mm-hmm. and to. So that's helped. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yes. I wasn't as spiritual as Russ. No. Well, <laughs> oh, no. I, you took the, well, honestly, since I moved to, to Idaho, a lot of the family side of things has been taken away from me. So yeah. my family always, like my extended family, always gathered on Thanksgiving. Well, that I just can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. So unfortunately, my family side of things, I still am with my immediate family, but not... Yeah. Much outside of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I did realize that there was apparently some sort of Idaho tradition that you go and, and shoot clay pigeons on Thanksgiving. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Guns, but, man. Guns. Yeah. I, then I knew I was out west. Sticking to your gun, gun, <laughs> guns and your Bible. So on the program yesterday, we talked about how ungratefulness or unthankfulness is a serious um sin in the in the sight of God. Romans 1 basically shows that the failure to honor God or give thanks to God is the root of, of all those other sins that follow. Today, we're talking about how thanksgiving or giving thanks to God is actually the chief end of, of man. I mean, I know it's a little bit of spin on the Westminster, you know. Do, can I give a little yeah. trivia thing that I, I came across this quote from Calvin's catechism from yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Listen to this. It says, it's, it's necessary that the principal care and solitude of our life be to seek God, to aspire to him with all the affection of our heart, 
and to repose nowhere else but in him alone. Mm. That actually sounds like the Westminster before the Westminster. What's the chief end of man? I think Calvin's actually... I think they kind of helped. I think they kind of took it from them to help form that first question. I, I, I think it is. Yeah. I just, sorry, I just I thought came it was a, relating to what we were talking about. No, it doesn't. I, <laughs> I thought there was going to be some thanks in there or something. So, no, not um, at all. Okay. But I was just saying that the, the, the Westminster might have borrowed their most famous question from somebody else. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. The Westminster Shorter Catechism, the first question is, what is the chief end of man? And the answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Now, one of the ways that we can glorify God is specifically in, in giving him thanks, which is why today's program is called Thanksgiving, the chief end of man. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um. So as basic as this first question is, I think we have to ask it. I think it's important. What does it mean to give thanks to God? I think it's the whole idea of just being willing to acknowledge that what we have, we've received. Um, a heart of thanksgiving at, at its base level is saying, I don't deserve any of this but I do have it. And it, it's acknowledging the person from wh- whom you've received it. Um, so when you thank somebody for a good meal, you're, you're acknowledging that that meal came from somebody else, that you appreciate what they've done on your behalf. Um, so at a base level, it's just almost even a, just a common courtesy. Yeah, this will be a repeated theme as we talk about these things. But um, you know, our thankfulness to God is a recognition of His goodness and faithfulness to us in providing for us, keeping us, caring for us day by day, physically, spiritually. Um, that, you know, we're we're reflecting on that. A, a recognition, as you know, Russ has pointed out, and it's been pointed out already, that you and I are dependent. Um, you know, we're dependent in an absolute sense, you know, upon the grace and goodness of God for everything we have. Everything comes from Him. You know, uh, we talked about uh, the other day how, you know, a lot of things play out in our life. It's it, therefore God's glory and our good. We don't recognize that all the time. You know, it's, uh, we're told in Scripture that the Lord disciplines those He loves. And uh, we might find certain disciplines coming in our life circumstances. But they're all direct. They're all designed to direct our attention back to the one who provides for us. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this is really what thankfulness comes down to: is 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 turning back to the Lord. You know, um, one of the one of the patterns for prayer that people are uh, told to use is uh, the Acts acrostic. You know, adoration, confession thanksgiving, and supplication. Oftentimes that supplication, the asking for things, usually gets a preeminent role over the adoration and the thanksgiving that we owe to God. Yeah. I like the first thing you said about recognizing God's faithfulness. I think when we're giving thanks to God, analyze what you're doing when you give thanks to God because you're actually highlighting 
all of his attributes. You know, the the fourth question in the in the Westminster is, you know, what is God? And the answer is, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable in His being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. And when we give thanks to God, we're saying, God, you are wise, wiser than all. God, you are good. You you love to give joy to your creatures. Um, God, you are righteous because you only do things that are good. God, you are infinite because only a God like you could have done, accomplished these things. You're actually drawing attention to all of his attributes. In the Psalms, the, the number one thing it says after saying, give thanks to the Lord, um, the reason always behind it, almost always behind it is, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's the common refrain throughout the entire psalm, book of Psalms, of why are we to give thanks to God? Yeah. Well, his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Yeah. And one of the other reasons to give thanks to God is that when we read that statement about giving thanks, it is a command. It's an imperative. Yeah. We're, you know, this is not something that we are free not to do. Right. I mean, God, God actually puts it in there in His Word as an imperative. Yeah. Uh, which, which means it's required of us. Yep. Yep. Now, I'm going to make a confession that's probably going to say something about me that's not complimentary, but it's fine. There is a segment of the population. Um, that have a response that I'm not sure how I feel about quite yet because I know what they mean and I know their intent and I know what they're trying to convey, but somehow it always just rubs me wrong, but I don't know why. When you ask how people are doing and they'll say, I'm blessed, or they'll say, I'm I'm better better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. I get it. Are you picking on Dave Ramsey? Yes. Um, (laughs) I get what they're saying. I do. I really do. But sometimes it just doesn't feel authentic if that's always how we respond. But at the same time, that is true. Yeah, We are blessed and we are better than what we deserve. I just wish there was a way of conveying that that seemed more natural, more real, more authentic, because I actually think it's an incredible testimony to the world um, that if we l- really lived like that mentality because to me that is then showing the chief end of man is to glorify god and how am i glorifying god i'm acknowledging that i really am a blessed individual i really am a person that has received so much by grace that i don't deserve yeah i think part of the test for that is that when we actually face hardship and affliction and trial can you give those cliche answers then, or will your answer be a little bit more modified? Yeah. And, and 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 look, I mean, like Jonathan, you, you, brother, you just faced cancer for a year and a half. Yeah. And um, I mean, we we got to see you on a fairly regular basis, and you were up most days in terms of your spirit, and it it never came across glib or, or fake or or whatever, you were truly thankful that God gave you another day to live and you were trusting in his providences and I mean you've been you've been impacted by the grace of God on your life. Well you know that everything falls out to you um according to his providence, according to his definite plans for you. Um and even though we don't see it, you know, you think back to Jeremiah you know, when the people were in Babylon 
in that. And he he says that you know you had these false people saying, "Hey, you're gonna everything's gonna be better. We're gonna be out of here in no time." Blah blah blah. And uh, and uh, you know Jeremiah said, "That's not the, you're gonna be you're gonna be here according to God's design." But he says, "I know the plan." God says, "I know the plans I have for you." Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. And, you know, when we understand that ultimately we have a future and a hope, you know, and and it's beyond this world. I mean, even as a pastor, I tell people that the retirement benefits are out of this world. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, we have a future and a hope that's far beyond anything here. And, uh, you know, if you've ever, even if you've had a loved one pass away, you know, when you when you recognize they are ones that had trusted in the Lord, you're not wanting them to actually come back and experience the things that they have here on earth. You're thankful yeah. that that they get to see uh, Christ face to face. Yep. One of the verses in the New Testament that's um, kind of a compliment of First Corinthians ten thirty one: whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God, is Colossians three seventeen. Where Paul says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm-hmm. It's through Christ uh, that Paul says all of God's promises are yes and amen. And so everything that we experience as Christians is a blood-bought gift of Christ. And it's interesting that in First Peter, Peter will say, when you respond to those, I mean, for those that ask about the reason for the hope that is within you, the understanding is they see the hope within you. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ways that we show the hope that we have within us is a spirit of, of thankfulness. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, um, we will see you next time on The Gospel for Life. 